What's up, everybody? Joseph here from Rad Parenting with my co-host. Anaya Vogue. And we've got a killer show for you guys. It's uh, basically, we've had a guest on the show, and now we're bringing in their son to talk the about offspring. them. The offspring. Yeah, the offspring. <laughs> the offspring. The test result. There you go. <laughs> Before you say anything, I'll give you a good intro. Uh, I want to catch up with Anaya. I uh, want to, first of all, thank everyone. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been getting a ton of emails, and it just feels like this is my personal opinion, and I feel like we're hitting a new level of momentum with the show. That's with exciting. The, with the guests, do you feel that way too? Yeah, I feel like we're in our we're in our groove. Yeah, and and more people are reaching out to us. Uh, you know, whether it's you know the author, like when we had uh, Christine on the show, Christine Russo, who wrote yep. uh, the book. I love the title of the book. Still, this is a book for parents of gay kids. Yes, <laughs> that was a great episode, Crazy wasn't it? Was. Yes, very that, nice. it got shared so many different That's places. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, it was it was great. She was awesome. Um, we also have some other authors of some other books uh, that will be coming on the show. Uh, I know you're speaking to. Um, you had her on the show where we did the sleep learning. Yes. And, and what was her first I'm name still again? still trying to get that. Sleep. Jennifer. Jennifer Wahlberger. Yeah. Gosh. Jennifer Wahlberger. And she's going to come back. Yeah. She's going to come back, but she's bringing her friend. That Derek, who is going to talk about ADHD, which is a big topic and Huge. something a lot of parents are facing and how to look at it in a whole new light and how to be supported as a parent and be supportive to your kid. As a parent with an ADHD child. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting to have her hook that up for us because you know what I liked about what she said about that whole um, is that it has such a negative connotation. We've, we've totally pathologized it instead it, of looking at like, or, or, A, what else could it be? Like we have these labels that really end up limiting our children instead of looking at it as like, oh, here's who my kid is. So here's maybe what is deficient, but here's what's off the charts. And the whole thing about Henry coming in mm-hmm. uh, Who's is- Who's Henry? No, I'm sorry. What's the author's name? I just spaced her- Derek? Friend, Derek. Sorry. Derek. Gosh. I got to drink more coffee before the show. Whenever I swear, I get <laughs> names wrong. Come from? Hey, Henry, if you're listening, be a guest on our show. But <laughs> Derek, I apologize, guys. Derek, who will be coming in talking about ADHD. <laughs> excited to have him on there because his whole attitude is it's not a curse. It could yeah. be a blessing. Yes. And it was his own story, as a I matter of fact. I yep. love it. I love it. So good a lot stuff. of good things coming up on Rad Parenting. Uh, always hit us our emails at radparenting at gmail.com. I love that. Um, also, post... On iTunes, give us a review because when you guys do a great review, we go up uh, on the kids and parenting charts and more people see the show and we high five each other secretly like a nana, like, oh my God, we're in the top 100, top 50. It's amazing. So we always appreciate all, all, all of those great reviews. And without uh, further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest right now. Okay. Maggie Baird came on our show. Uh, I don't know. Not when very it, long ago. Not very long ago. Weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically talked about homeschooling and it was a huge topic that a lot of people were hitting us up for hitting us emails at, hey, can you talk about homeschooling? Uh, I don't know enough about it to even consider doing it. And she did a really great idea, just a broad stroke on the show. Now, the listeners probably know this. I know her son, Phineas. Like I know this dude and the kid that was homeschooled. And I don't know his sister that well, but we'll talk about that. But um, I was like, when she was there, I was like, hey, after the show, I was like, could we have Phineas on the show? Do you think he would do it? I sent him an email. He hit me back. So right now, Phineas, Maggie Baird's son, who's been homeschooled from the beginning. <laughs> from to, the beginning. Yeah. I mean, not from the beginning of time. <laughs> but Very old. Time. how old are you now? I'm 19. You're 19. So you basically graduated from high school. You're, it's yeah, a done yeah, yeah. deal. Right. Yeah. It's a done deal. Absolutely. And, and she talked about you so much. So I know a lot of people were like, it's almost like you're like the artist that she talked about. Yeah, well, that's really nice of her. Yeah. yeah. she. Well, you are an artist, too. But uh, some of the things we wanted to talk about, first of all, your mom, she's a force of nature. She's like, yeah. She's I mean, amazing. in the homeschooling community, 
she, everyone everybody knows her. Everyone yeah. knows she's her. She's got lore surrounding her, and yeah. she's nice. respected. Yeah. Uh, she's been a part of the community for so long here in Los Angeles. Yeah. And the one thing when we started talking about doing a homeschooling show, yeah. the parents that I knew that homeschooled, because we homeschooled for about yeah. three years, right. they all were like, you got to talk to Maggie. Right. I had the opportunity of meeting your mom and you, what, like four or five years ago? Yeah, I was like 14. Yeah. yeah. God, has it been that it's long? Been a minute, yeah. Yeah. And I got to say this right now, and I'll start the show out with this. I've met a lot of homeschooling kids, and the one thing they all have in common is they're like Phineas. They look you in the eye. They shake your hand. They're articulate. I ran into you. I remember once I ran into you at the Warp Tour. Oh, yeah. And this is when I knew you were – I was like, this guy is – like above his age. Uh, you're walking through the crowd. Your band was playing at the Warp Tour. Yeah, we went on like 20 minutes. Yeah, and it was the end of the day, and it was literally one of these days in Pomona, California. It was 400,000 degrees. Yeah, it was 4,000. Oh. Yeah. And we're melting. Phineas had invited me to see his band play, and we're going to get into his band, but <laughs> what I loved about it was as I was leaving the show. It was, you were, because you're melting. You're walking up to yeah. me, and I go, oh, hey, what's up? And he goes, hey, man, you know, we're playing in about 20 minutes. But don't come because it's a million degrees here and you should really leave. And I was like, <laughs> I love this guy. Like he was very considerate. Yeah, but also like, hey man, you own a record company and it'd be pretty cool if you saw us play, but I also understand yeah. you should leave right now. Which I think is Watching so a band die of heat stroke on stage is also not the greatest not, not, expose of a band. Right. Here's yeah. the introduction. So welcome yeah. to the show, Phineas. Yeah. Thanks so much for Super excited me. to have you here. We're gonna talk about homeschooling, talking about your experience. Um Ana, you wanna start off? Yeah, well I just I mean, let's start where you just with a little bit you just dropped because I think sure. it's so interesting that one of the biggest things that I hear from parents who are sort of like never gonna homeschool my kid is is the socialization aspect. Right. Like, when are they going to be socialized? And you are <laughs> yeah. clearly one of the most, like, talk about being able to carry yourself. You seem well beyond your years. Um, but can I tell you this? That share is shared with all of the kids that I have come in contact in the homeschooling community here in Los Angeles. I yeah. don't know what it's like outside, yeah. but I'd go to the park day that you guys used to right. do. And I, you know, I know everyone said park day. I know, I mean, it's so weird, right? This guy's 14, he's going to the park. Yeah. No, no, it's like people playing music, mentoring the younger kids. It's like the day, it's weird. Like people, like park day sounds like cultish in a weird way, but it's it's much more like a thing that, that any kind of academic circle would have, which is like, let's all go to the park and like sing songs together. Like it's just right. like the... The day that any school would have where you'd go to the park. How about but this? It's like the thing. same thing as, hey, we're having an assembly. Yeah, exactly. Right. In the, in the, in the gymnasium. Or, or, or together, like yeah. Fall Fest is coming yeah, up yeah, at my daughter's exactly. school for it's the fun, full day. Yeah. It's Kids exactly. bring like food and they share food right. and they play cards and whatever. It's sure. great. You know yeah. what? Let's. I, I want to switch gears right into uh, what you just said, cultish. Did you get that a lot as a kid <laughs> growing up? Um, yeah, I mean, there's such a stigma against Did you get a lot of stink like, oh, you're the homeschool kid? Well, yeah, I think that one of the things that I think... It's not necessarily true of every homeschooled kid, but so many homeschooled kids, so much of your life, which I don't think people even think about like when they go to school because it's just kind of all blends together. But it's so driven by extracurriculars. It's mm -hmm. so driven by your soccer team or your basketball team or your lacrosse or your polo or your music or your wrestling. Like, and these are all things that like are usually not relegated to school. And I think that a lot of the time, especially in L.A., you can be a homeschooled kid and be essentially on like a school team. Like that's one of the weird caveats of like homeschooling. In I don't LA. think people how is know that? that. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Tell me weird? how that works. Well, it's by school district. So if you live within the school district, but you want to do an extracurricular, but it's not through the school that you go oh. to and you talk to them, nine times out of ten they'll. Let so you in other words, you could be homeschooled like during daytime hours, and right. if there's practice like on Mondays and Wednesdays after yeah. school, you would just go and do that. Yeah, exactly. That piece. Exactly. Because you're a part of the district. Yeah. 
So they yeah. still need to provide that to you. Right. So if you're, that's why a lot of the uh, kids I've seen, yeah. uh, baseball players, yeah. basketball players, I'm like, they they go, oh, I got a basketball game. And I'm like, who do you play for? And then they'll say the high school or the grammar school. I'm like, but I thought you were homeschool. Like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I didn't know that. Right, wrestling is like that. Polo is like that. I know a couple kids that are in polo. And then you know, beyond that, there's all the the star team, like the t- the teams that are not. Oh, the travel teams. Right, the travel yeah, teams. Yeah. And those are, those don't, like, they just want you to be good. You know what I mean? So yeah. if, if you're homeschooled and you're really good, you get on those and then it's. Yeah, like the club know. teams. Yeah. And well, exactly. 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 Which I have a lot, of kids that anyway. play, a lot of kids that play baseball. Yeah. I yeah, see yeah, a lot yeah. of traveling with that homeschool. Exactly. Okay, but what about, so let's just make sure that we get on, because I think this cultish <laughs> piece is really important. I think it sure. is. And I think it in part, like my perspective has always yeah. been, my first question when yeah. I hear, just to be honest, yeah. if, a, if a kid is being homeschooled right. is, oh, is it for religious reasons? Right. You've got a family who's like, look, we're super Christian. Christian, yeah. we don't want our kids exposed to X, Y, and right, which, Z. And tons of kids are homeschooled from that, like a bunch of kids. Right, but this is, it was a different, your your family's yeah. choice was for different reasons. Well, I was a weird kid. I was like a really, I was like weird immediately. I wore like cowboy boots and a Bermuda shirt. Bermuda Love. shorts and like a Hawaiian shirt. And like there was a, a guy at the improv last night dressed exactly like that. When that we was, but that was me at three. <laughs> yeah, wow. and my parents were like, this kid is in, like his name, we named him Phineas. <laughs> He's never cut his hair. And this was all like, it was all my choice. My parents would always be like, you want a haircut? I'd yeah. be like, nope. And I was like three. And they were like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to just like, we're going to try the homeschooling thing for kindergarten. Yeah. And see how that goes. Because I think that the thing about school is that it's a, it's a kind of a mold. Yeah. If you can fit that mold, then great. And I think if you want to, then, then great. Yeah. But I think that they, with me at least, they saw this person that was like, just like, maybe going to face a, a lot of the harder elements of school as far as like, you know, just sort of the social um, aspects of that. Yeah. Of like kids, that makes sense. Of acceptance. You know what I mean? I think that there's a lot of really accepting kids. And I think that if you're so far from the norm at that young an age, mm-hmm. kids are not super tolerant. I mean, as far as college goes, so many homeschooled kids go to college and it's by the time you're in the, or that age group, kids have, you know, they're well-rounded yes. for the most part. Yes. Um, but I think at like, five you know when a kid has just been exposed to like their life and you come in and you're wearing cowboy boots and And bermuda bermuda shorts tell me again why what's what's wrong with you the author of the four agreements joe you always remember and i cannot remember oh the author of the four agreements that are coming in a second i'll look it up right now what the heck is it's okay did you say hell what the uh, Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah i I thought you said something else i'm like oh well okay no swearing on the show Uh, but yeah the author of the four agreements it'll come to me in a second i love that anyway but the reason i bring it up is Mm -hmm. because i don't know if you're familiar but in the first chapter he talks about like the domestication of human beings and as i'm listening to you i'm thinking yeah here's what we do like we have these unique little beings that come into the world and we immediately start teaching them right here's the here's the box you need to fit in in order to be acceptable to your community to your tribe we do that as parents because we're terrified of what our children will face plus it's the way that we were socialized and i think that the the um what is lost like so when you take yourself as sort of this if you want to say this quintessential like sort of super overtly unique child although we could say every child's unique if you had been put into that system yeah what would it have done yeah. to your because our the 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 pull inside yeah. of us to be accepted by our community is right. so great that it's most hu- of us humongous. tuck away yeah. those unique bits. I'm having a hot flash right now. Um, <laughs> they t- we tuck away those unique. We got to do a show on menopause. Oh, we should stop it. <laughs> okay, sorry. We um, <laughs> but we we do we 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 feel forced to tuck away right. those unique bits of ourselves, and I imagine all the time so I wonder, until we die. What yeah. would you have been right now right. had you been right. forced to tuck? away those unique yeah. awesome 
bits of yourself, and right. how much are we doing that to, to children in general when we stuff them into the system? Well, I mean, listen, I think that the thing about a, a, a kid, and I think it's the reason that we, we go into, you know, kindergarten or preschool with, with standards and sort of, like, societal norms, is, yeah. is that we're all just sort of, at least to some degree, like, mirroring or rebelling against our parents. Like, that's our first example, mm -hmm. right? You're seeing, like... In the becoming way, an individual. Well, it's like the way... I, I was thinking the other day about, like, all the things that we do alone, like, mm -hmm. like brushing our, like I was, I was on tour with like my band and I was like watching my friend brush his teeth and I was yeah. like, I don't think you're brushing your teeth right. And <laughs> he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, I don't think you're getting your molars. <laughs> he was like, he was like, don't tell me to brush my Who teeth. And you? I was like, homie, did anyone teach you how to brush your teeth? And he was like, well, no, I just like watched someone do it. And I was like, well, like there's so many things that yeah. were just like innately kind of like, okay, right there. People do. Yeah. The you are such a great person yeah. because I've been in bands my whole entire life and now I'm worried that I've been brushing my teeth wrong because I had no one. I'm just, I toured with, I toured from the time I was 17 to right. 30. Right, right, right. No, I never had a bro say, hey, dude, you know, you combing your hair right? <laughs> hey, man, let me jump in the shower well, with so you. There's so many things you, you know? do alone. Yeah. You know? yeah. Wow. But, it's, but to me, I think you're that that's guy. like, <laughs> thank you. But I think the thing about that is like, from the minute you're born, you're like watching your dad like put on his shoes, mm -hmm. or you're watching your your mom like wrap it. Like I remember reading this thing about like a, a little boy who like mm -hmm. learned to wrap his towel around his chest because he only he had a single mom, single mom, and so he only saw his mom wrap it around her breasts right. and like didn't know that like he was a kid and he just that. could wrap it around his waist. Yeah, but you know I think that there's a lot of that, and I I think that that absolutely just carries over into any you know sort of like social environment. Yeah, especially if you don't think you're the coolest you know what i mean which yeah. i mean who does really like right so i think you bring up a good point i recently got a message from my son he called me on the phone and i i did i was like wow you know you know do you guys still speak sometimes yeah, no we, you know nate yeah you know, nate's he, great he, nate's a great kid yeah uh but he left a message on my phone and when i listened back to it it literally was i almost want to play it on the air he's like dude hey bro Check it out. I'm just, I'm just talking to his dad? Yeah. That's awesome. And he's talking to me. Yeah. He's calling me and he goes, dude, you know, bro, I'm just kind of bummed right now because you said you'd be home, but Aww. it's cool. I don't want to throw guilt on you, but oh it'd be kind of rad if you got home because it's I thought so we were awesome. going to do this. And all right, dude. Oh. And then he goes, I guess, late. I and right him. then. This is how Joe Sib talks. Yeah, yeah. And right then I realized, I already knew this, but I realized how much. He's mirroring oh, yeah. me as a dad, mm -hmm. and, or as a, it is just as a, a male, as yeah. a man, Absolutely. as a human being. But I also realized how much he's mirroring the way that I talk and my way of communicating with people. Yeah, and and I also realized Which should, he speaks to how much he loves you. Exactly, but yeah. I also love the fact that he had no problem calling me and calling me out on. Yes, hey, awesome. You said you're going to be here. Yeah, where and you're are you? not? Yeah, and I'm kind of bummed because I thought we were doing this together. And bro, but also the same way I would be like, I don't want to throw too much guilt on you, but check it out. I'll be here. Right. I saved the message because I realized what you're saying is so true. Because with our with our own children, when they're there, you realize you don't realize how much they are mirroring what you're doing. Yeah. So in the world of homeschooling, I mean, yeah. do you feel that that's a benefit in the sense of a lot of the things that you learn were just things that your parents were good at? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's really true. It's it's definitely often like a thing that I think of like as far as like having my own kids in the in the far future. You know, I think that my parents are pretty well-educated by the time they had kids and, you know, they've taught me a lot of stuff that I, I often think about having learned, but not necessarily knowing how to teach my own kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think teaching is such a, 
a, like a, a next level skill Absolutely. You have to learn it and then digest it and then process yes. it and utilize it and then you can kind of oh my figure out how to teach yeah, it. Yeah, one of the things one of the things that your mom brought up that I think would be cuz I know that your mom's and your father's background is both in entertainment, right? Totally. Okay. They're both actors, yeah. But they didn't really push you down that road no. at all. And in fact, yeah. for a long time they fought me on it, yeah. Yeah, and but for a long time you were really into science. I was. And your mom and was, dad yeah. and your mom you know one of the one of the things that we asked your mom was, okay, you know, you're an actress, you're right. a writer, you create a lot of art. Mm-hmm. How do you go down the world of science? Right. And her attitude that she said, I just dove into it with yeah. him yes. and learned it then. Yes. Yeah, it's like Suzuki, right? You know? It's like the just l- learn can you explain with your kids. that? Explain yeah, that so for Suzuki, our listeners. The Suzuki method is like um it's primarily used in like learning violin. Violin, yeah. Yeah, which is like the thing that all like a lot of my friends did, but it's basically your parent learns it with you and it becomes this kind of bonding experience and it also is like you can keep each other in check you know you can both make sure you're practicing and better which is great um but i think that yeah i was really into science i was really into computer animation i've always loved what years are the is this at that you're diving head seven eight and nine okay it's really like all about i learned i took a, a cs3 that was like the version of flash that was current at the time okay but again it was like my parents didn't know computer animation they didn't know how to use and it how did they how did they start that in the homeschooling so, world there's like a in that specific from your, case, I'm just saying from your memories, because yeah. a listener right yeah, yeah, now, because yeah. a listener right yeah. now, I would be the same way. Like, wow, that's that's super cool, yeah. and that's uh-huh. also something yeah. that, like, no offense to algebra and geometry, <laughs> and I know that a lot of people are going to yeah. get bummed at me right now. Like, why would you ever say that? Right. But you know, it, I have to this day to uh, ever use geometry in no, my yeah, life, yeah, and it was yeah, such. My dad and I, I wish I could take back. I wish I could get back the years that my dad and I would scream about he, geometry. He, yeah, or yeah. just algebra. Yeah. It was more algebra, and he'd yeah. be like, "Joey, you got to learn this." Right. And I've never once had someone, you know. Ask me what three are or whatever. So for science, how did yeah. how did they dive into that? So it was it was a combination of them. My dad is like surprisingly well versed in science, considering the fact that he's never had to you know use or or like delve into science. Like he's pretty so a passion. That was a passion of his. That maybe he, he seemed hadn't to totally touched. yeah. From okay. the, and he was he was always really was up. Wait, I want to take it back. I actually sure. want to take it step back further sure. because this is how I I want to be able to see this and I sure. want our listeners to be able to hear this. So let's take take it from. You wake up one day, and yeah. I think it's very much what adolescence is like. Like, yeah. hmm, I think I want to do science now. Right. Well, no, no. At so, this point, yeah. he's not adolescence. He's like, this is seven, like, eight, nine. Like seven, yeah. eight. Is yeah. that adolescence? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> learning on rap yeah. parenting with Joseph. <laughs> so, so you wake up one day, and yeah. you're like, I think I want to do science. So, how does this? What is the approach in your house mm-hmm. for when you or your sister were like, I want to try this, or your parents mm-hmm. had an idea? What did that look like? Well, I think that. First of all, that's like a. I'd love that to be the case that I walked in and I was like, Mother, mm. Father, I would like to, <laughs> I have an to delve into science right now. But I think the real question was I was probably like, Why are clouds moving so fast today? Ah. And then my dad was like, Well, right. And then you, you know, I mean, it's just all this kind of rabbit Seizing hole the mentality. And I think that, that that's really the thing that, like, and I mean, I even notice it with like my little sister or my friends that are or, like just don't know something where like sometimes you get exhausted. And like if someone has a question that they're like burning for an answer yeah. for. Sometimes you're like, I don't know, man, like Google it. Right. Yeah, and I think yeah. that that was the thing <laughs> that my parents never did. And uh-huh. and if they didn't know, they'd Google it and then they'd learn all about right. it and they'd be like, this is fascinating. And they'd tell me, and I think that that was the environment. First of all, having actor parents meant they were really present in my life. Yep. I was not like, like no schooled. Like if my parents were like both full time job, like, employed all yeah. the time. Yeah. I, I don't know how that would work. Right. You know, I think yeah. you have to either have like a stay at home mom. That was a big or, question we yeah. had. Yeah. One of the, logistically. And I got to yeah. say that your mom answered it great. Cause What'd I, I, well, this is what she said. I 
really came from the angle of if I was a parent listening to this show right yeah. now, I'd be like, oh, it must be really nice, you know, you to and have your part-time husband, jobs, yeah, yeah, right. part-time jobs, and yeah. she cut me off and said, yeah, because we went without a lot of other things and we made a conscious decision. Oh yeah, we're not yeah. going to have a big oh, house. Oh yeah, that's we're right. Not, we're that not going to really have a big stayed house. With me. We're not going to have uh, oh, the yeah. vacations. We're not no, going to we barely. Have, I mean, yeah. we were really like, it was such a. I mean, it, it like I and I was saying to my dad the other day because we were talking about. Um, having kids with money and like we didn't have because I a friend of mine I, I write and produce music and I was working with another write, writer and producer and he's in his mid-20s now and his parents ran a daycare center and he was like the kids that were always like really deeply like messed up were like the really rich kids mm-hmm. and he was like and I don't say that like they were bad kids I don't say yeah. like they had bad parents I'm just like they had a psychosis about them that was like just different and his point was like it's one thing if you want a toy when you're a kid and your parents are like, we can't buy that for you. And it's another if you're like, I want this toy. And your parents are like, we won't buy that for you. Uh-huh. And it's just a really different dynamic. And I think that like from a really early age, it was really apparent that my parents were like lower middle class. Yeah. And the reason that they were lower middle class, because my dad eventually like had to get like a labor job at um, Mattel just to like pay the mortgage. And to get you that toy. <laughs> Give me that toy. Exactly. It's the Mattel wow. toy. Yeah. The yeah. Hot Wheels, whatever. But, um, you know, I think that the currency that was, or the commodity that was so valued in our house and remains so valued, because every time my dad gets laid off, I'm like, yes. Like, I'm so stoked to see my dad more, honestly. Oh, wow. And I think that the only currency that's ever mattered to me and mattered to my sister is time and attention. Well, see, and this is what I was going to say is even on the the example that you gave, like there's a difference, yes, between I can't buy that for you, I won't buy that for you. Yeah. What about the, sure, I'll buy that for you. I'm not going to be around to play it with you Exactly. Ever. Exactly. And Because that's attention, the experience yeah. that I've had because I yeah. have worked with a lot of really, really wealthy families. Right. And I've, I, it's, it's so interesting for me to see the parents got to where they were because they came from a family that struggled and they yeah. built all these internal muscles to be able to be hardworking oh, yeah. and they give their kids everything, but they're not present. And I I'm don't like, know how you do how it. But I can, this? But because you know what it is, it's this, and this is what I've grown to find out is that the parents that give everything to the kids, generally, sometimes those parents might not have, they might've been like a Phineas, might've been maybe similar to like us in this room that... Um, they might get that confused with. I want to give my kids uh, everything sure. I didn't. The have. intentions are when good. We Steve totally. Ca- when we had Steve yeah. Caballero on the show, I remember for a brief moment, you and him had a conversation where he said, "Look, my son wants a motorcycle. I wanted a motorcycle when so I was a bad. little kid, yeah. and he grew up never having one. Right. That when his son said, Dad, I want to ride motorcycles with you,' like, I can out, do that for you. He yeah. went out and got yeah. it for him. And there was a moment where we were all like, "Wow, what?" What's the balance in there's that a middle, question? Yeah, there's, there's a, a middle, middle ground, ground because there's something value in the in the. And again, longing. I really, truly like the the thing that I mostly stress to anyone. I'm marginalized in a lot of areas of my life. I'm a vegan. I'm homeschooled, or I, I have been. Yeah, I'm left-handed. Like, there's just like a yeah. list of th- yeah, you left-handed. So am I. What's the, up? High five. But, and we're creative. Yeah, exactly. Marginalized, but yeah. um, I think specifically within homeschooling and veganism, which are both total choices. Uh huh. People, like, I, my, I mean, just, like, bragging about my mom more. My mom was, like, the best cook. And my mom was always making, like, me and my friends when we were at our house, like, the most bomb vegan food. And I have friends that are, like, Finn, like, convince me to be vegan. And I'm, like, like, no way would I try to foist that on you. I'm just vegan, and don't I make it look appealing. And I think that the thing about homeschooling, and I don't, I don't have any beef with anybody. Like, I feel like... There's, I know amazing, amazing, super smart kids that went to school and loved school. Yep. I know amazing, super smart kids that 
were homeschooled and loved it. I also know the reverse. I know kids that went to school that were like, this did not work for yep. me. And I know homeschoolers yep. that d- did not work for yep. it. It's really... I want to talk about that. Yeah. Let's, let's sure. go down the, sure. the other... Let's go down the other side. Some kids yeah. that you know that that maybe took advantage of the homeschooling yeah. freedom. I've known a few of those kids. <laughs> yeah. And and there and there's and it's like I'm homeschooling, you know, the, the parents are like nothing. we're homeschooling. Yeah. We're homeschooling. You're like no you're not. Your no son's smoking yeah. a lot of weed totally. and skateboarding a lot. That's yeah. not called homeschooling. That's called <laughs> so summer vacation. delinquency. Yeah, yeah so, so how, I think it would be valuable because I think we always come back to and we've had we've had a few shows about yeah. even making choices around education because sure. it's such a huge decision mm-hmm. for parents to make. So what do you think just having seen kids who have been successful with hom- homeschooling and those who maybe not so much? Sure. What do you think are sort of the the key criteria that a parent could look for to be like? I think this might kid? be a thing for my kid. Yeah, yeah self motivation. Number self motivation in in a field that maybe is not scholastic or in a field that's not um, super team driven. I think that if you want to be in team sports, school's pretty great. I yeah. think you know as as many great alternatives as there are for homeschool like in homeschooling yeah. i think if you want to be on an amazing football team probably go to school yeah if you want to be you know in an incredible incredible um science program that's really like i think science i think a lot of the sort of scholastic elements you could totally do both depending mm-hmm. on on what your learning style is if your learning style is Let's the talk way, about learning style if, yeah well to me like learning sco- style i'm a super auditory learner I always have been. If I'm seeing hmm. a person write on a on a whiteboard for an hour, not my so eyes glaze over. Yep. But if I hear it, like I listened to, like I'm not a fast reader, but I listened to probably like 40 audiobooks a year when I was like growing up. Just like uh, like I'd go to the library and check out every audiobook in the in the section. Like I, that was just the thing I would do, and I would draw while I listened, or I would. So like, I'm I'm just gonna tell you that I'm shocked walks. to hear that because your vocabulary is so stellar that my thought was he must read like crazy. Audio. Yeah. Yeah. I but did so read coming, I did read yeah. like crazy. It just wasn't so it, like visual. But it's visual. come to you so that you, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's a it's good. osmosis. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. Vocabulary is huge. There hasn't been one dude yeah, bro yeah. awesome used once in this entire <laughs> conversation. And at this point I'm going to get 40 audiobooks and listen to them today. Cause I'm going to come back on the next episode. And, well, I listen and, to, I mean, now I listen to podcasts. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah, no, you're, I... it's so everything that you're talking okay, about. Okay, wait, though, but we—I'm sorry, we've gotten totally lost on my original sorry. question, oh, which sorry, was sorry. no. That's okay. I'll bring us back around. Bring no us problem. back around. I want to hear, and I want our listeners to hear. How did it work in a very sort of like logistic? Sure. Like I want to do science, yeah. so you, it, you I've, so far, I've heard you say it sort of came from an organic place yeah. that you'd express like, oh, sure. what what are the clouds doing? Blah blah right, blah. Right, right, right. So I just want to give parents a sense because I think for for me, I'd be like. I yeah. don't know where to begin. I don't right. know how I would direct this. I don't know how I would make sure my kid was learning everything she but needed to learn. But that's how you do it. Like when you're an adult and you want to learn something, you don't know how to direct it for yourself. Right. And I think you that one step at a time. Yeah, you take it one step at a time and you learn the one thing. I mean, like to me, okay, so like if we're taking it to that level, when I was like, let's throw out, I think it was seven or six or something. Mm-hmm. I got super invested in, in science and, and, and any field surrounding it, chemistry, biology. It was mm-hmm. just really exciting to me. And I watched like documentaries. I watched the whole Planet Earth series on sort of like biology, like, you know, how animals just mm-hmm. function and worked. And it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I listened to all these books on everything. And um, and then, you know, as as you do as a kid, you just like follow your passion in your free time. And I think that I've always just been like massively self-motivated. Like if if there's a day where I have nothing scheduled, I have a million things that I'm trying to do and interested in doing and want to do. So with that, like science bled over into like computer science mm-hmm. for me and then learning coding and learning computer animation. And I, you know, and that just sort of like, I'd blame like 
the culmination of watching amazing, gorgeous-looking Pixar movies growing mm-hmm, up and mm-hmm. having actor parents and sort of understanding, like, like expressions. And, and, and there's also a lot of humor in animation. Like, some of the funniest visual stuff ever is, like, weird animated stuff. So I, I, I found a free animation program online. A friend of mine recommended it. Mm-hmm. I started with that. Um, I asked my parents if there was any way I could, and again, like a lot of this was like self-research. My parents would totally like point me in the right direction, but I rarely felt, uh, super lost. If that Mm -hmm. made sense. I was always trying, and that's, that's, I got to thank the internet for that primarily because my parents would be like, do you want, and I'd be like, I already know that. You know what I mean? Like, like I tried to stay one step ahead of everybody. So that led into computer animation, which led into kind of like studying dialogue Mm -hmm. and, and then bled over into performance and then that was through acting and then I, I always kind of had this undercurrent of music and I think that all of this you know my parents tried to to under all of these sort of like sort of pivots in direction of like what I was spending a lot of my time doing like like what you're passionate about is is always going to be what you devote your most time to Especially the thing that you're, you're just like so to. exactly but I think that I, I will say that to my parents credit figuring out a tip at a restaurant is important. No one's passionate about figuring out a tip at a restaurant. My parents are like, okay, listen, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of that kind of undercurrent of things. And I think that just takes kind of being conscious Mm -hmm. as an adult and, and, and thinking about like, what are the things that I really use on a daily basis? And that's right. That's like the things, that's the things you always hear as far as homeschooling goes. That's like reading, writing and arithmetic. Right. And so I think that there's, you know, a base level of that. And I think that the points in my life where I've been interested in higher learning on whatever field that was, yeah. my parents did did everything they could to support that. I right. think by the time the field I wanted to, to dive super deep into was music, my parents were like, okay, we've never made a living from music, but we live in Los Angeles. That's where, you know, the whole music industry is is based. There's amazing learning facilities in L.A., there's the Grammy Museum, which you can get a membership to, and they have amazing youth classes. There's, you know, like all of these different programs mm-hmm. that you can learn. You know, and again, like the internet is such a great like learning tool. And then also just like finding other kids that want to play, like jamming out in your garage yeah. is like how you get good at something. And it's just finding kids that are passionate. Okay, so go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. You can the, take, take that. So re- what I'm gaining, what I'm ge- gathering from you sure. right there. And you answered a question I was coming up with was there's things that you need to learn as you get older that maybe you're not interested in. Right. Uh, Maybe figuring out how to get a tip. Right. uh, Well, figuring out how to get a tip. Or not a get tip. Figuring out how to give a tip. tip. (laughs) Sorry. Figuring out how to give a tip. Uh, But the thing that I I gathered from everything you said right there was all the things that you were super passionate about use that muscle so that when there were things that maybe you weren't that interested in, it it was easy to learn because you had already used that muscle for learning. So when your parents said, hey, man, that's cool that you want to learn how to do animation, but check it out. We're at the restaurant. You need to learn how to figure out how to give a tip. It's so world-based. That was like the thing that I would say about my homeschooling experience with my parents that I I so value. And it's the thing I always sort of say with, you know, necessarily pride, but I I talk about it like it was a a huge benefit because it was, is that my parents were always super interested in in what they like to call world-schooling, which was like... My mom's a cook, right? And when we were younger, my mom would be like, all right, I'm making a pie. And I'd be like, yum. And she'd be like, all right, we're going to work on fractions. You know what I mean? And yes, that was like, yes. and it's this kind of, and that's the way you learn everything as a baby, right? You learn how yes. to speak. In context. You, know, you learn how to like speak a language because you're being spoken to in that yes. language. Yes. And I think that, you know, it's, it's byproduct learning is what I always call it, right? It's like, 
I, when I was 13, I got Logic Pro X because it was like the price dropped. And I was like, mom. What is Logic Pro Logic X? Logic Pro X is like the, the Apple designed digital audio workstation. It's like the Apple equivalent of Pro Tools. Okay. It's like how you record. Yep. You know, on an Apple computer if you're not using Pro Tools. And, uh, and there's, you know. What are we recording a, on right now? Logic. Logic. Yeah. So there we go. Okay. Logic 9. Yeah. Yeah. So you were, you were a gearhead in the sense of like. Yeah, I was, well, that was like. That, like fresh the animation the, the led anima- to yeah, yeah, I just love computers. I love, you know, figuring them out. My dad is a, my dad's a real, like, handy guy. Like, he can fix anything. We never hired, you know, a, a handyman for our house. It was like, a faucet's broken. My dad would fix it, right? He was that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm so not that I'm guy. I'm not that dude. guy, but I am that guy on the computer. Like, inside a computer, I can fix my issues. Got it. So you get the, you get the new software. Yeah, I get the soft, software finally price drops. My parents were like, okay, you can get like... Yeah, you're 13. Yeah, you got it. I had, I'd saved up enough money to afford to, to get that. Um, and then I, I can't even like explain how much I'm, like, I learned from that without trying to or without thinking about it. Because I was trying to record a synth line and through quantizing the beat and quantizing this and learning about 16th notes. It was just all this stuff that was like, like, was like hieroglyphs at the beginning of, of that. And then by the end, it was just like, oh, this all makes sense. And it was, it made sense purely through like being passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's like, that's like the most valuable thing. And I think that I know kids that go to school that can really do that with their science class or their chemistry class or their geometry class. I mean, my girlfriend, for example, like, she's a biochemist. She's studying biochemistry. And she, like, I'm so, like, fascinated when she talks about it. And it's because she's super interested. Yes, yes, yes. I've had some terrible teachers. I've also had some great teachers in whatever classes my parents felt like I should, you know, parents like, well, we really don't know this stuff. You should go take a class in this. And wait, what would you do then? Where would you take it? Um, There's a lot of different sort of independently run facilities in L.A., but there's a lot of different independently run facilities all over. Okay. Sometimes it would be Khan Academy, which is an online um, Mm -hmm. source. Sometimes it would be, like, EIE. And they're great. Um, but like, just like a handful of times I had like a teacher that was really good at what they were doing. They just weren't like the most, uh, inspiring teacher. Mm -hmm. And I think that being inspired is like really, I remember talking to a friend of mine and he was, he had to get a colonoscopy and he was like getting wheeled into the room. Right. (laughs) He looked up at the doctor and he said, what made you do this? Yes. <laughs> like, how did you decide that yes. performing colonoscopies was, was the thing, thing for you? Oh, was passion. the jam. And yeah. the, doctor, the doctor just laughed and was like, I had a great teacher. And I remember nice. being like, yeah. And yep. I totally took, like, I took a, a Western civilization class at 11. And I didn't care. And yeah. I was, like, so into Western civilization for, like, a year and a half yeah. because of that teacher. Great teacher, yeah. Um, you know, and I still know a lot from that. I just didn't, it wasn't something that, like, inspired me to, like, dive into that. And, they, right. and I've said it on the show a million times that, that, that I wish I could go back to college because I had so many great teachers and I just, I, I had a Western Civ class that I wish I could take now because right. I just didn't care then. All oh, I well, you took my, I used to teach World Civ. Yeah. Really? That's you would awesome. have loved my yeah. class. I mean, awesome. what, I, what I gather from you, uh, Phineas, is just the whole idea of being passionate about what you're into, yeah. allowing your child to yeah. go down the road of that passion yeah. and it'll really open up a lot of doors yeah. to other areas that they will learn and when those opportunities i keep using the you know how to make it how to give someone a tip or sure, how to figure sure, out sure. those type of things you're gonna have the you're Absolutely. gonna have the uh 
the muscle in your mind has already been used. Yeah. To, well, I think, and that's the whole thing of being, uh, to be an active participant yeah. in your own learning. And I yeah. think that our school system, and this is not, it is, it's not to say that we can't work around this because I don't want our listeners to be like, oh my gosh, so if I'm not Listen, there's some my stuff kid, in the school I'm... system that's so great. And I have friends that like are, are different from, like the, I'm not the the cloth. I was not cut from that cloth. Yeah. You made you know that I mean? clear at the beginning. I think totally. that's important for our listeners yeah. because I can tell you right now, my son is is a is a perfect kid Killing for homeschooling. School, right? He would he you know he killed it. He did he did homeschooling for three yeah. years, and we put him back in school. And now there's the idea that he's come back and said, you know what, I want to maybe do seventh and eighth grade and finish it out in high school uh, doing doing homeschooling. And that's mm. a real that's oh, a real that's where, yeah. Nate, Nate's that's thinking awesome. about going back to homeschooling because everything that you're describing, he's very. He's Your very, son's a really great songwriter. I heard that song you wrote. There yeah, you know, so he's. He's just time. I mean, songwriting specifically, yeah. not to to take too much of a tangent off from this, but like, I I make a living from songwriting now, which is insane. I think yeah, I want I want our listeners so cool. to know that because because you are on the other side of right. it. So okay, well what yeah, are you doing I, so, now? So when I was, I really clearly was like, I want to be a musician for the rest of my life. That's what I want to make a living. When doing. did you know that? Thirteen. Okay. Really, like twelve, but thirteen, I sort of like had the work ethic yeah. in place. And I just wrote songs and rehearsed with my band like all the time. Like that was the like the thing that I, anytime my parents weren't like, you have to eat or you have to like yeah. go to this, you know, geography class, which is so funny. Like back to that, like I had a great geography class when I was like 13. I wish I used that. You uh -huh. know what I mean? I wish that like I had to talk about the capital of anywhere in my day-to-day -day life, you know. If I don't go into politics or if I don't go into any, you know, it's like, it's so sad that your brain is, is like Well, that, you'll right? use it you when can... you go on tour. You'll yeah, be like, yeah, hey! Yeah, I can I know, say I, I hello to whatever going. city man. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's south of... Uh... Yeah, exactly. But, you know, that's the thing about your brain. I mean, like, it's so funny, like, when you're in high school, like, when I had so many friends in high school when I was homeschooling, and it was like, now that we're all out of... Highest, like that we all don't know the same things, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, cause you just don't use them, yeah. which is a bummer. But, um, yeah, like when I was like 13, I was like this, I want to make music and I want to write songs and I want to be a performer and I want to tour. That was like what I wanted to do. And I just devoted so much time to it. And I had the time to devote to it mm -hmm. because I was homeschooled and I, I was in a, a choir. I was in the LA children's chorus, which is a really, yeah. You talked Nate into doing Isn't that. Nate in it? Yeah. Nate's it's in it. so bomb. Yeah. It's so like, yeah. it's so was all driven by you. It's so professionally run and the kids in it are there cause they want to be there. And if they're, if they don't want to be there, they leave. And then it's just kids that want to be there. It's a great organization. I'm so glad your son's doing it because yeah. it was just like, the, it's so inspired me to just work hard and it was so fun and the kids there again that's like the extracurricular thing like to me the thing i've heard most my whole life growing up as like a homeschooler is like well like how do you have like the right friends and i'm always like well listen like I, the, the honest truth is like i don't always know because i seem to have a lot of people in my life which is great but i'll say this like the people that are your closest friends the people that you end up working with the people that you end up like you know having as your room like they're people that you're like-minded to mm -hmm. and those are in general those are extracurriculars mm -hmm. even if it's a curricular program it's the thing that you spent more time mm -hmm. on than everybody else so a choir like the la children's course it's just all kids that unite over that thing and i'm you know i don't see those kids anymore unfortunately because they didn't decide to be in a band tour right they're off at colleges and a lot of them were super brainy kids that went to really really intense high school programs that 
you know, again, like those are the kids that I speak of when I'm saying like this, like this kid was totally right for school, you know? Yeah. Um, back to that thing though. High scholastic. Yeah. yeah. And, and back, back to that statement that I almost finished with, with Sorry. my son. No, no, no. With Nathan, <laughs> I just wanted to go back on that. You know, I have yeah. one son that, it, that homeschooling works really well for it, but for my daughter, it's just Chessa, Chessa needs, you know, she needs the, uh, academic, right. you know, she college prep school. She thrives on that structure, on that challenge, that competition. And it's why that school exists. Thrives they, on it. they know that kids are yes. out there that are like You that. brought up a great point too that I got to hit on is it is true. I feel that in our a lot of our own lives, the kids that I went to high school with and the kids that I went to college with, although I am tight with uh, a group of those you people. You have great affection for them. Yeah. I, I, and I, I, rem I have a connection to the people I went to college with. You know, it's a few and, and, and it's a few people from high school, yeah. but I'll say that the closest relationships I have are all those kids I met in 1982 at the skateboard park. Exactly. I am still friends exactly. with Jeff yeah. Peterson. Because of that common bond. Because we, we all bonded over one, th yeah. two things, skateboarding and punk rock. And right. that's what our passion was. Right. And none of us, we didn't, I didn't even know where any of those dudes lived. Yeah. I didn't know. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I just, right. we just all you never knew, met their mom. I never met their parents. Yeah. They never met mine. We just yeah. all went into this fenced off area for, <laughs> you know, 12 all your hours, knees, yeah. for 12 hours a day. Get yeah. there at eight o'clock in the morning, stay till eight o'clock at night. Awesome. And, and then during the summer, you literally there Monday through Sunday, my, you know, and, and, and you bonded over that. And totally. those are the guys that I ended up playing music right, with. Those are the record guys, labels with. Yeah, yeah. Those are the people that we all bonded over that. Totally. So that's a really, well, that's a real for the homeschooling. I don't want to say the homeschooling argument, but for the homeschooling socialization, that is so true for the people that may be backing off because how will my son or daughter be socialized? Think about in your own life who you're the tightest with, and maybe it does point to, gosh, yeah. the guys I played with baseball with, yeah. we're still all friends. The yeah. guys I went to high school with, man, I don't know. You well, know and I, I think know. maybe the point that can be made here, because we're going to have parents who are like, it's just not an option. Like, Phineas totally sounds amazing, and there's if I could amazing, do that for my kids. other, I mean, like, there's amazing kids that I know that inspire me that totally went to school, and, and their parents worked full-time, and yep. it, you know, worked yep. great for them. And I think that what we can do as parents is whether, you know, is look so looking at our kids, because I think that the most important thing, and this is what I'm taking from what you're saying, yeah. and homeschooling happened to be for you part of what right. facilitated this, I'm sure, but is that we need to create space, whether it's our kid goes to regular school and then there's extracurriculars or we carve out time after school sure. or on the weekends to give our child space and opportunity to discover what their passions yeah. are. Because it's it's when we put our kids in programs that are so consuming so much time and yeah. space that there isn't room for them to figure out what makes my heart sing? What totally. is my genius? What is the gift that I can bring or the gold that is my, to quote Michael Mead? Like <laughs> th these are the, these are the things that I think that yeah. we, we inundate our children so much yeah. with following a particular script because we have yeah. to, or we think we should, that we miss out on that. Well, and I think it's, you know, it bleeds over into your whole life in, in all ways. I mean, like just for example, like I'm now 19 and I, I'm, I'm working, right. I'm not in college, but I, I've finished being homeschooled. Um, but you know, I just got back from a tour and that tour was a super all consuming mm -hmm. thing. I didn't mm -hmm. write songs when I was mm -hmm. on that trip because that was the thing taking up my time. It happened to also be a thing I love doing, but I've definitely like, there's been moments in my life where I've just been like, wow, I'm too busy to write a song I'm proud of right mm -hmm. now. And I think that that's the thing. I mean, I, I would say that like, it is largely based on, on motivation and knowing what you want to do. I think like, the kids that I know that like I I totally understood when they didn't want to be homeschooled anymore or why they wouldn't have wanted to be homeschooled 
were kids that, um, you know, other than the kids that were like really interested in things that school is great at, mm -hmm. like the kids that were just like, ah, homeschooling is not for me. Like those are kids that didn't know what they wanted to do at all. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, sometimes if you're homeschooled, that can be a great benefit and you can yeah. discover some weird stuff and be like, wow, it turns out I love fly tying. Like, yeah. and you know what I mean? Like there's no school class in that and you spend your whole day by the crick and you learn how to, you know, tie flies. But it's like, yeah, I think that, I think if you, if you have a lack of self-motivation and if you somehow are like, if you know that about yourself, which like unbelievably, I have a couple friends that are just like, yeah, I don't, I'm not self-motivated. And I'm always like, what's that like, man? Yeah. I, you know, and I, I'm not. Do you think though the self-motivation came from the freedom that your parents gave you? Yeah, okay. I do. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what I think we got. They're gotta, also really self-motivated. Yeah, but I think, but, I think, I think right there. Yeah. It's pretty hard to be self-motivated when you're driving from one spot to another. Oh, you're yeah. In six classes. You're at eight hours of school. Absolutely. Oh, and let's throw in the fact that everyone is making fun of me because I have the cowboy boots and the Bermuda, <laughs> and the Bermuda shirt on. Right. You know, and it's but like school becomes school yeah. becomes survival. Let's yeah. all face it. There's yeah. listeners right now that are like, wow, yeah. your experience in education is a lot different than mine. I was oh, yeah. bullied. I was picked oh, yeah. on. Or, hey, I was the bully. I was the picking yeah, on guy because I didn't part. know who I was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I know that all of us, have, uh, know, yeah. we have our stories going for that. You know, the one thing also that I think when people are listening to this show yeah today it's Phineas the homeschooled kid <laughs> that plays the music and goes on tour but you know what it's the homeschooled kid that starts the app and has his own company oh, yeah. at 19 it's the homeschooled kid that goes yeah I have my own restaurant I'm 22 years old mm -hmm. you know that's, those, I mean the app those, kid is like the kid that I think is like the, the quintessential homeschooling but, it, but what I'm like, saying I'm is, not that kid right but like, that's yeah. that really is you know for the for the industry of acting and musicians, homeschooling, yeah, that makes sense. It's mm -hmm. been going on for right. years. But I really think the future, and I and I'd be interested to get those a person on the show like that, totally, uh, to say, yeah, man, I was homeschooling. Check it out. I, I didn't play music. I wasn't in acting. None yeah. of that stuff. I got into science so much that I ended up blah blah blah. Well, that's. You know? I mean, that's the other and, thing. I mean, I have. Do friends. you have any stories like that? Yeah, it's not my story, but I I have friends that either were allowed so much time just like I was allowed so much time to, to play music and to dive into music theory and songwriting I had friends that were you know they went to either elementary school or middle school got super into science and they were just like mom this is the all kids, I want to do the kids in my class are not on my level uh -huh. and that's not to say that the kids in the class weren't totally learning right that kid was just brilliant you know yeah. what I mean like and it's, yeah. and he was just like I've got to be I've got to get more time to like study on my own and like you know those are the kids that you see on like Shark Tank, right? <laughs> and that's that's just a time development thing. And I think that speaks to self-motivation. By the time my dad had to work a 12-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week job in El Segundo to like pay our mortgage, I was 14 and I was like, I'm cool. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can just like be on my own and like learn all day. You know, and I think that's the thing when you're like nine where you're like, it's like, you, you need have, a little like, more work guidance. ethic or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. There's there's so many kids like that. I think that's the coolest thing about homeschooling. It's all it's also the reason that like homeschoolers as a community get really scattered is because it's so it's so the opposite of like a school environment of like we're all in this together whether we want to or not. It's like if you're homeschooled, like the kid I knew that was like crazy into science, I was like, You're awesome. I'm not yeah. <laughs> not benefiting you in this field, right? Like enjoy your 19 hour binge day of studying. Like I'm going to go write a song. And that was just like, and at the end of the day, both of us like came back and we were like, look what we did. You know what yes. I mean? And that's, that's like the, that's the coolest thing is like kids that are really, you know, specified in that. I also, you know, just to play total devil's advocate, like my girlfriend for four years, like the four years 
like she was in high school, she was so self-motivated and school just like worked for her. And she went to a, a, she went to John Burroughs high school in Burbank and danced all the time and was the president of her show choir her senior year and, and did really well in her classes and now is in New York, like auditioning for Broadway. And like, that's, that's the other angle of it where it really worked for her. And in her specific case, she could have been homeschooled by my parents, but she totally couldn't by her parents. Her parents weren't set up. They both had full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. like that's the area where it was like, even though we ended up both going into entertainment and whatever, like she needed an environment like school yeah. to, to like be there for her. Be yeah. Before you split, I, I got to ask you this question when you say devil's advocate. Looking back <laughs> on it all, yeah, is there anything in a regular quote-unquote – sure? Uh, traditional, educational, yeah. traditional system that you're like, you know, man, there was one thing I wish I would have had, or, or now there really isn't. You know, is there anything you look back on you and 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 that you didn't get to do that homeschooling didn't provide? Maybe. Well, there's a lot of stuff that I mean, and I know you might say, yeah. well, the classes, or I right. wish I would have had this teacher, but it was there. Like I'm talking right. more of like a, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hey, man, it's a really good question. Like, is there a prom in homeschooling? Okay, I have the you know, weirdest. I, don't know. I have the weirdest example, and this is like a sort of a politically incorrect example. When you're homeschooled, and again, part of the benefit of homeschooling is for people like this. Kids don't get knocked down by other kids, because when you're young, your parents are all there. That's kind of great because that's sort of the whole atmosphere that it's trying to build. You know, mm -hmm. there's this sort of world of like, um, and, and again, like I was one of those kids, right? So I'm not saying this like it's a, it's something I missed, but it's true. When you're homeschooled, you're in front of your mom, that kid's in front of their mom. You behave differently than if it's just the two of you. And like the situations I was in, and again, I had this in extracurricular stuff. I had this in the choir where if some kid says some phenomenally uncool thing, I don't mean like lame, I mean like mean. Yeah. Some other kid's like, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's like a thing, right? And I think that is not necessarily as as present in, in being homeschooled. There's no like, dude, like don't do that, you know? And I think that that's kind of great. It, it allows kids to be weird. And I think like, if you look around at like adults, there's so many weird adults. You don't all have to like fit some norm as a kid. But I will say that as far as like the kind of, like schoolyard, like like fights during recess mentality. There's like none of that in homeschooling, and I think like I've met a couple homeschool kids where I'm like, someone needs to like yell at you for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and so, that's that's a weird thing. Well, to did say. you mean like your peers keeping you in check? Totally, or? Yeah, okay. I totally mean that because okay. and in he's school, saying and he's saying at a certain point, you know what, that kid needs to get punched in the nose right. for a second, for a right. and at the homeschool yeah. park yeah. day ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Everyone's gonna <laughs> sit yeah. down, and which yeah. is great. So and your so kid shouldn't get punched in the nose. Yeah, but yeah, I'll say that like when you're like, just so you know, for the record, I said punched in the nose. Yeah, I didn't. Not Phineas, but but no, it's like this. Yeah, and I remember thinking that because. There's a really different vibe when your your friend is like, that's not cool, man. And I think right. that that definitely does happen as you mature in yeah. in, in homeschooling or in general. That makes yeah. sense. But it's yeah. one thing for a parent to say, everyone yeah. get along. It's another thing for another for a kid peer to be like, What's, to say, what's your hey, problem, man, man? Don't, don't say that to him. But, and again, kids can be 
horrendously yeah. horrible about that. It. Kids it can exclude other kids, but and I, I don't will advocate say for that. that I think what what I would guess sure. is that when you are homeschooled yeah. and there's sort of this foundation, and the yeah. foundation is really like, oh, I kind of know who I am, yeah. and. I like who I am as opposed to, you know, and then going and being facing criticism or bullying or whatever from other kids as opposed to in your formative years without having that time to be like, here's who I am. Here's what I'm good at. I know how to be a self starter, blah, blah, blah. When the, uh, the, your peers are knocking you down, it can, I literally stunt your growth. Absolutely. 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 No, I do a whole show on that right there. Absolutely. I think just what he's saying is the fact that that opportunity for hearing a peer say to yeah. another kid. Because well, it's like hearing your mom say like, that's a rude thing you said is one thing, but hearing yeah. your friend like, dude, like, yeah. what the hell, like, what, you know. Yeah. It's totally. And it's a I really different it. vibe. Got and it. I think that that can totally happen, but I think that sometimes if your mom's there, the other kid's not going to say something in front of your mom. Like, that's yeah. crazy, yeah. right? So, got it. you know, that's that. And then, I mean, like, I, I, through high school, I was dating a girl that went to school. So, like, I went to her prom. I went to her homecoming. So, you got you I kind of mooched in. off of, like, a lot of the, the sort of quintessential. So, you had all those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. When there's a will, so, there's a way. So, yeah, if you're homeschooled, date a, date a person that's <laughs> going and, and high school. Can I want to just say one, one, one last thing, because you know I'm yeah. really big on this, Joe. So, sure. I, I really believe that our individual obligation, uh-huh. and I'm going to, I'm using the word obligation, uh, and this, some of this is the Canadian in me, but is <laughs> to, is that each of us, so as parents, we need to encourage our kids, like your job is to become the fullest, truest version of yourself and to understand that you can participate in creating your own path or authoring your own story. I feel like based on what I'm hearing from you, that there's something in the homeschool world and the way that kids are guided to learn that may lend itself more to that, to that sense of like, wow, I can actually have a hand in writing my own story or creating my own path versus I'm part of the traditional school system where there's a way we're told we have to go along. We have to do it the way that somebody else is creating the story. And and somehow I I believe that that, those internal muscles are just not built the same way. I mean, do you remember the first time you like flew on an airplane alone? Yeah. And you had to like navigate the airport without your parents or your, you know, tour guide. And you're like, okay, like if I miss this flight, it's on me. Yeah. I think that there's a certain element of homeschooling that's like that. And I think that, and again, it it really lended itself to songwriting for me because, and I'm not trying to put anything down because I think there's success comes from all corners, but Mm -hmm. I will say that like I knew from like 13 that I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to go into a field where college was no guarantee of a career. And I, it was scary and it was endlessly inspiring and motivating because I knew mm. that I, I essentially had like three years before I looked like a dork, like before I was like 19 and, and like not making any money. Sure. I had this like time where my friends were in high school where I was like, I've got to just like write music and get perform. really good at just it. Just get so good. I wanted to be like a dark horse. I wanted to come on the scene at like 19 and have people be like, where were you? Nice. And be like, I was like in my room for four years, like yeah. working, right? Which is true. <laughs> um, but I think that that's like I now have friends that were in high school that are like, yeah, well, I'm like going to go to Berkeley and spend two hundred thousand dollars and like maybe have a job. Yes. And I have this feeling of like, well, I'm I'm making a living. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I I, I live doing with my, something the, I love because the, the, the thing that I the only key. thing I want to be doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was just through like hard work and luck. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just. I worked hard enough that when when I got lucky, I felt like I deserved it, even though really I was getting lucky. Yep. Man, I can't thank you enough for coming on, Phineas. Uh, The the show, I think we touched on so many different areas. The thing that I – and you said it so many different times is that what I love about it is that you're not 
pro or anti any school, homeschool. You, you, you know, I, I like that. Like you just, yeah, hey, whatever works for that individual yeah. kid. And you just said it, success comes from all corners. Yeah. One thing I wrote down that you said that I think all the parents right now, you guys got to take this away. I know I did right now. Like I wrote it down. It's like <laughs> almost like something that I would want to get tattooed on my arm. <laughs> Because I'm that kind of guy. Um, basically, you said the currency in your home that always weighed out the most was was the time and the attention your oh, parents yeah. gave you, not the toys, not the money. Absolutely. And that is something I want everyone to take away from because that is so true. We lose ourselves every single day, and and I got to get this. They need yeah. this, and then the, and the currency, man. Yeah, what a, what a great analogy that yeah. that was the most important thing for you is it having that is, time yeah. and attention that your parents would give you. I love totally. that. Um, hey, the four agreements that we talked about earlier because uh, we touched on that book for one second and I got the name of the author here. Great book. You should check it out. We always refer to it on the show. Four Agreements written by um, Don Miguel Ruiz. R-U-I-Z. I know a lot of you are like, come on, dude. Everyone's read Four Agreements. If you haven't, pick it up. It's a great book um, and it's a game changer too. It's one of those kind of books I always go back to. Like mm-hmm. I have it in like the yeah. shelf where I'm like, I'm going to read that because I've been really lame lately and I'm going to read the four agreements. I uh, want to remind everyone, um, you got to check out the Maggie Bear Baird episode. If you haven't checked this one out, uh, finesse, the son of Maggie Phineas. Phineas. God, if I good, called man. you finesse, how many, I've only called finesse you. Finesse is cool. You, you know what? I can tell you right now. If I made R and B, I'd call myself. But can I tell you right now, one of my favorite comedians, finesse Mitchell, okay. who I kept calling Phineas when I met him. <laughs> of course you did. Joseph. <laughs> Cause there's a wire in my head, you guys, that's broken. And when I <laughs> die, loose. I want my head Joseph donated. I want my head donated to science. Phineas, you hook it up with that guy that did the 18 hours a day. Yeah, Open man. up my brain and go, why did he get names wrong? I want to know. Well, I don't, I just, don't know names. I think it's I, I think it's because I didn't have enough caffeine. I just don't I don't know. Names are like I know I could recognize a face from from the first You know why? You know, know what I do for that? And this has got me through everything. What up, dude? What oh, up, yeah. bro? Well the other good the other secret one I is I call how, my wife that sometimes I forget her name. Well, sometimes up, you dad? go you forget your wife. Sometimes you go, how do you spell your name? That's oh dude, that's too. a trick too. And I love when they go, Joe. J O E, and you're, you're like, like oh, I always just that with, I always go that with like two E's, something like, like I'm so no, I'm, bad. No, well, then if you think of like, my name's Dave, you're like, no, 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 I meant your last name. <laughs> yeah. Tricks. Wow. There you go, Phineas. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Before we split, and we went long today, but great. I feel like I it's feel like we did good. Yes, we haven't gone Worth an hour every in minute. ages. Awesome. Uh, really quick, we talked about your music. Where can everyone go to check it out? Um, I write and produce uh, all of, of Billie Eilish's stuff. She's She's got some really cool she's stuff. She's your sister, on. and she's crushing it right she's now. She's crushing it right now. You guys are crushing it together. We're crushing it together. I won't go into details awesome. because your mom, you know, it, we, we got a record coming out, <laughs> signed deal. It's awesome. And legit, guys, like it's not some little like, oh, cool, we're going to get a shot. Like you guys are going to get a full ride, uh, full fun. shot. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Good stuff. So um, once again, the artist, your sister's? My sister's name is Billie Eilish. And they can check that all out. You yeah. guys write, both homeschool kids. We tour together. I'm her, I'm her right-hand guy on I tour. And then Where can they find your music? My music, I, if you just Google my name, Phineas, F-I-N-N-E-A-S, on pretty much any platform. I'm awesome. Okay, yeah. cool. Great. Cool. And it's pretty inspiring, too, because they're, they're, the whole record that they're releasing is all about homeschooling. Homeschooling. <laughs> 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 that's re- I, that's not true. I know. Sorry. I know. That's hilarious. Right now, I was like, "Oh my god!" Dude. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, that would be. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> that would dis- that would discredit everything. That would, that would be about. ruin yeah. the last hour. That would. And the great thing is, all my music is about homeschooling. <laughs> oh my god! That is so. Funny. And I'm not brainwashed at all. It's not like a cult either. <laughs> oh Hi. That would okay. be so funny. Gosh, you know what? Thanks we want to. Po- I want to apologize for the last four minutes of this podcast because we just. I feel like we went down <laughs> the rabbit the rails. Hole. Yeah, we had fun though. Yes. 
All right. Uh, thank you guys for all of the reviews. Uh, keep uh, the questions keep coming. coming to radparenting at gmail.com. Phineas, thank you so much for being oh, on the show. Thanks for having me. My host, Anea, Joe Sib. We're out. That. We're out. Late. Late.